0: Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, where we share knowledge, philosophies, wisdom, and insight to help you on your journey in both sport and life. Introducing your host, Rob Riles. Hello, and welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast. Welcome along, it's Rob Riles welcoming you to another edition. Now, in today's program, I'm going to do a follow up on uh, a very specific niche topic so look if you're not uh, one of our listeners who is passionate about football and uh, the beautiful game is not something that fires you up but you take a great deal of value from leader manager coach for other reasons then um, look this uh, particular podcast episode may not be for you no um, it's not for me to Put people off listening to the podcast. Um, I want uh, as many people as possible to listen and share and get great value from it but I make m- no bones about it. This is a niche subject and I'm going to focus on some coaching detail and talk about one of the greats of the game. So here we go. Now a little while ago maybe maybe one or two years ago uh, on Leader Manager Coach we did a podcast episode um, called The Philosophy." of uh, football in shadows of Marcello Bielsa, basically based on the phenomenal book by uh, Jed Davis about the philosophy of of Marcello Bielsa, um, the amazing Argentinian football coach who is almost one of the grandfathers of the modern philosophy of how the game is played, dependent upon what your viewpoint is. Now, this particular episode today is a follow-up on that, which has been inspired basically by an article I read, um, which was entitled The Ten Commandments of the Football Professor, Marcello Bielsa, and um, it was a 2017 article, and um, entitled, or subtitled, How Do You Make a Footballer? And this information that I'm going to share in the podcast is is, is available on the internet, Um, But this is my take on it, and uh, it's filtered through the thought processes of of obviously my good self, um, having read and studied uh, Jed's great work, The Philosophy uh, of Football in Shadows of Marcello Bielsa, and studied Bielsa, and also studied books on Pep, and um, obviously being a coach, um, understood uh, some of the work of um, Mourinho and um, the other coaches that base a lot of their philosophy on Bielsa. Now, look, the aim of this podcast episode is not to just regurgitate the article, but I've read the article, I've been through it a couple of times, and I don't agree with all of it, Um, and there's a translation issue with it because it's, you know, Bielsa's Argentinian and the uh, conference that this came from was in Belgium, and um, the, the author um, I'm not sure where the author's from. I'm not sure whether he's French. Um, but look, the, this is not a, just a regurgitation of the article. This is my thought processes on it. And I'd like you to, as I say all the time with with the things we talk about of this nature on Leader Manager Coach, go and get the original text. Search it out and research it for yourself and come up with your own philosophy because that is what is important. And in fact, that's one of the main tenets of this particular article authenticity so i'm going to go through it and i'm going to give you i want you at the end of it for you to come up with some thinking points and and some summaries but it's so well worth considering it's a great piece of work and if you're interested in the beautiful game and it's evolution and how to make yourself better as a coach and how to improve your players then This is definitely something for you. Now, I'm actually going to read a paragraph from the beginning of the article. This is really key. It's a beautiful summary of, of, of things that I really believe. It goes like this. Without the right genetic composition, there are no big players. Bielsa says, natural education is the best of them all. This allows players to find answers to the questions they are asked during the football game. But that formula alone is no longer sufficient. It is no longer applicable in today's world. After all, the passion for football has to compete with other passions and is therefore not used enough to develop genetic predisposition. Moreover, There are not enough places in the cities to play football. So let's just analyse that for a minute and see what he's saying. First of all, he's saying, look, make no bones about it. If you are to be a great player, you have to have been gifted with the right genetics. Maradona had the right genetics. Pele had the right genetics. And there is an enormous variety in genetics that allow you to play football at a good level. Look at Peter Crouch. Compare Peter Crouch... To adrian heath there's probably a you know two foot something difference between the two and hear what is saying you have to have the right genetics if you don't have any speed at all if you are not put together from a musculoskeletal point of view where you can produce power and control your limbs and have that muscle ability that muscular togetherness and strength that Obviously has to be developed, but it, there has to be a baseline framework foundation. And then on on top of that, he goes on straight away to talk about natural education. And the talent that he talks about is not that, you know, yes, Maradona had talent. Yes, Pelé had talent. Yes, George Best had talent, of course. But what is it? Bielsa's saying that that talent is the ability... To find solutions to problems. So Best being challenged by two or three players. Maradona being challenged by two or three players. Pele being challenged by two or three players. But still being able to execute the ball successfully under those circumstances. That is what Bielsa is saying is talent. And he's also saying that that talent is developed from the genetic predisposition to be able to do so in environments and he's saying that those environments are no longer sufficiently available in cities to play football the back streets of brazil of argentina the the flavellas the back streets of glasgow of manchester of london the brick walls the alleyways the waste ground those places and those environments are not as prevalent as they were and also as Bielsa points out, football now isn't the only thing. There are so many other things. The internet, the media, the way society is, particularly in the first world, the Western world. Safety is a concern. We have this enormous, enormous swing of of, of, of safety and, and parents being scared out of the wits to let kids play out and kids much preferring to be on the internet and sitting down. And, you know, the, the obesity thing that we've going on, all that is, is related to by this first paragraph so the genetic predisposition to be able to do it then the development of talent which is the ability to solve problems under immense pressure which is learnt and developed in certain environments which are rarer and rarer and rarer are you struggling to find that extra edge to help you stand out above the crowd Separating yourself from the rest is often about personal leadership. Achieve your true potential and become who you really can be. The Leader Manager Coach Pro Course is a unique membership accessing the knowledge and wisdom from history's greats that will help you develop both personally and professionally to make you truly stand out. The Leader Manager Coach Pro Course. Access now at patreon.com. Leader Manager Coach. Now is considered to be probably the, if not the, he's certainly one of the most knowledgeable minds on coaching in the game that exists on the planet today. And from his work of, of this meticulous analysis of the game, you know, he really is a theorist as well as a practitioner. He's come up with, and, and this is designated in the article, between the ages of 8 to 18, so, the development, so we're now we're talking about the development of young players from 8 to 18, a 10 year period. Bielsa has developed a study program of two five year blocks covering this 10 year period, each year lasting for nine months so that there's sufficient holidays and breaks. A 36 week block every year. And for young players, four training sessions a week within that block. So, it's not over, overload, is it? It's essentially one every other day or there or thereabouts. And over a a period, that's 720 training sessions in five years. I mean, how particular is that? An actual division of a five-year period of four sessions per week over 36 weeks, over a five-year period. And going even further into that, and this is without the actual detail of every single session, which would be far beyond one podcast episode, Bielsa has come up with 170 exercises that he talks about. He says it himself, I have put together 170 exercises that include the full game. And for example, he says, five ways to make yourself free so that you can play without a man marking you 26 individual movements for you to learn so that you can receive the ball this is forensic detail that very very few other human beings have gone into now whether you agree wholeheartedly with bielsa or not that is not exactly the point the point is he has created a starting position that can be analyzed and can be used and uh it's no wonder that, that some of the greats follow follow his theory so there we have bielsa's starting point from this article how do you make a footballer well he's been pretty explicit about what he thinks the problems are why the problems exist and what to do about it it's pretty explicit and there that that's the the detail of the development of young players learning the game from basics at eight years old up to a fully fledged hopefully professional at 18 going through a full curriculum over a 10 year period and obviously if you've got the desire to follow up on this kind of information then hopefully this podcast will give you the inspiration to go and do that. Because, looking in one 20 to 30 minute podcast, you know, the, the whole idea of this is to ask questions for you and to stimulate thought processes, not to give you a man the, the life's work of, of of one of the greats, but just to touch and give an overview of some of the things he's done. So, this, this first bit is all about the developmental side of the game. Going on from that developmental aspect, the article goes on to talk about how Bielsa went on to talk about the future evolution of the game. And he talked about how, or well, three things essentially. Firstly, how the space in which to play or the spaces in which to play are almost constantly being eroded. So that as the game develops and in today's modern world and in five years you'd expect it to be even more difficult that the spaces in which to play because the game gets faster, the players get more athletic, the pressing gets more intense, the distances between the lines get less so the spaces in which to play are increasingly limited the challenge therefore in the development of talent is teaching players coaching players and getting players to learn how to play successfully in ever decreasing spaces with less room and less time and what is bielsa's answer to this well we've already talked about his initial answer which is the mastery process of teaching young players over a 10-year period all in his mind anyway all the things you need to be able to do in order to execute successful moves under pressure now obviously that mastery process has to continue and you have to get ever better and better as the pressure increases the pressing increases the time and space reduces but that in his words, is the definition of talent development of people and players who find solutions to problems. In his mind, two of the key things that are answers to this problem. Number one, passing. He actually says passing is a solution for a huge number of problems. And he talks about the absolute necessity for the quality of pass that doesn't bounce. Obviously, you need the right pitch, but we know what he's talking about. A pass He talks about passes that are played at angles and not straight passes that force players if the pass is played forward in a straight way the player has his back to goal. He talks about the use of angled passes so that a player is able to turn much more easily if not already and face and play forward. He talks again about the next thing, the third man. In order to break lines as he calls it, get the ball through from your own defensive third and penetrate their attacking line and get the ball in between their midfield unit and and their attacking unit and then again to move the ball even further forward subsequently between their midfield unit and their defensive unit and then ultimately behind their defensive unit you increasingly have to look at using the third man and the third man that he's describing for anybody who's not sure is where you want to play the ball to say your centre forward but you can't because that line of pass is blocked you then have to play the ball to another free man on your team who then play can play the ball to your centre forward that is what he means by the third man sometimes it's going horizontal or sideways to go forward sometimes it's going back to go forward but by passing the ball moving the ball it changes the angle and creates a space. And then you're able to facilitate that pass forward. He talks about or defines the third man's about finding a free player who can now play forwards by bouncing it through another player. As the third man, who's the player you want to get it to, was originally covered by an angle of pressure to the original possessor of the ball. And at the end of the article... So I suppose this middle bit of the article, before I go on to the end of it, essentially could the three main components of that are the 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 necessity to play in a in a tighter space with less time and less room. The answer to that being the the types of pass we use, the quality, the angle, who we play it to, and the absolute necessity of the third man, according to Bielsa. Now the end of the article, he goes on to give um, Gauthier goes on to give Bielsa's ten commandments. And I've read through these and look, I'm going to read them to you and you can make your own mind up. But I think they can be summarized in less. But here here we go. The Ten Commandments of Marcello Bielsa. One, don't sacrifice beautiful football for the result. Now, that could be argued all day long in every bar and every pub in the world. People argue about that, but he obviously believes in beautiful football. Number two, players must learn every action and bring them to life when needed. That goes back to his developmental phase from eight to 18. Number three, you may or may not believe in this one, but he says a playing style or system that does not look to play the essential attacking midfielder, possibly the number 10, misses something. He's a great believer in the number 10. You may or or may not utilize that in your game or your belief or your philosophy. Number four. Passes must always be given on the angle. It prevents you having to receive the ball with your back to goal which slows the game down. Number five. There are 10 tactical playing formations. You must learn all of them and players must learn to play in all of them. Suppose that depends on which one of those you use. Depends on which players you have available. There are many many coaches who have a preferred formation and like their players to play in that formation anyway because that is what they believe in there are other managers and coaches who believe in fitting the formation around the players that they have in their squads number six as a coach you have to choose a playing style in possession and out of possession but spend more time on the in possession than the out of possession number seven spend time learning to solve the problems caused by reduced space number eight a good pass does not bounce it shaves the ground number 9 everything starts with talent talent provides an answer that nobody else comes up with number 10 authenticity it is the indispensable quality of a coach our primary challenge is convincing others of our belief and our conviction now i think that those 10 commandments can be reduced to a few simple ones i'm going to start with the last one authenticity Look, you have to be you. You have to take whatever experience life has given you as a player, as a coach, as a supporter, as an observer, as a, as a as a scout, as a bystander and put that into your own unique philosophy and be yourself. Bielsa urges us to focus on the beautiful side of the game which is the in-possession side of the game and within that urges us to look constantly at the challenges of limited space getting players to play and find answers to playing in limited space in order to solve those problems look at developing pass quality demanding the pass quality good passes into space not necessarily feet, at an angle that get the ball forward quickly. Look at breaking lines using the third man. If you cannot get it there in one, you need to bounce it and get it there in two, to the third man. If you cannot get it there in three, in two or three, then look at rapid circulation of the ball, maybe horizontal and back to go forward. Focus on the pass Bielsa seems to have a a predisposition to like the number 10, the central attacking midfielder. Again, it's a personal choice. Be authentic. I think we could say get comfortable and understanding of the the 10 playing styles that Bielsa talks about, whether that's your 4-4-2, your 4-3-3, your box midfield, your diamond midfield, playing with your number 10 or your false nine or your two forwards, whatever it is, your 3-5-2. Learn the styles and see how they work and what are their positives and negatives, and where the spaces are, and what players you've got to work into those formations. And lastly, as a coach, belief. Belief in yourself, and belief in what you do. And be able, with that belief, to convince others. Because you will have to convince your players. The results will convince the supporters, and those who own the club, hopefully. But you have to be able to convince people of your belief cluffy did it shanks did it and many others have done it too people will follow somebody to the end of the earth if they believe in them and often that belief comes from years and years of study and work and knowledge and a depth of foundation so that ladies and gentlemen is my follow-up on marcello bielsa we've included his 10 commandments which i think can be easily reduced down to a few being authentic focusing on as an in-possession tactic the challenges of limited space using passes using the third man and circulating the ball and being able to have a belief system that convinces others of your philosophy i hope you've enjoyed it whether you're a developmental coach or a senior coach looking to win games i hope you've got something out of it catch you later